On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Um, fascinating story yesterday by Conor Gallagher, who's the excellent uh, security and defence correspondent uh, writer in the Irish Times, um, who reported that the government considered evacuating Defence Forces peacekeepers from the Democratic Republic of Congo by having them rent a car and drive across the border. Uh, the troops were eventually withdrawn by the Air Corps and haven't been replaced, but documents released under the FOI laws show increasing concern for the Irish officers' safety amid attacks on UN peacekeepers in the east of the country, and one idea being floated, that they should simply rent a car and leave the country altogether. We're joined on the line by uh, Senator Tom Clone, the security analyst. Uh, Tom, thanks very much for taking our call this lunchtime. Uh, what do you make of the prospect of the government considering asking peacekeepers who are coming into harm's way simply to rent a car and leave? Yeah, it's an extraordinary piece by Conor Gallagher, and uh, it's it's a very good piece. There, there's some very interesting detail in it. So just so your listeners know, I am a retired army officer, so I would have served overseas uh, with the Irish Defence Forces, uh, not, in, not in Democratic Republic of Congo, but in fairly hairy circumstances. And I suppose this article just reminds us of of how dangerous um, some of the missions are for, for our male and female personnel. And in this case, um, there were two male officers and one female officer involved. I think one of the officers was actually at home in Ireland on leave. And basically they were in uh, Goma, Dem- Democratic Republic of Congo, attached to the headquarters of the UN uh, peacekeeping and kind of uh, civil society building mission. And things became very destabilized, very violent, and their lives were suddenly uh, very much acutely in danger so it was a scramble to get them out and get them out they did mm. uh, All of this was, was prompted by as you say they're being rioting outside that, that UN headquarters um, Department of Defence officials did receive information via a news report that two of the anti-UN protesters had been shot dead and that's what prompted officials to discuss contingency plans for the possible evacuation and that's why then a senior Defence Forces General uh, asked for there to be a media blackout about all of this while they considered their options The thing that's striking I suppose Tom is the idea that the state might not have the means of its own to uh, go down there and try and extract its own men and women serving in uniform from harm's way and the question arises as to whether they were considering renting a car and getting across the border because the state is not equipped to safely get its own people in and out yeah well look we know that the defense forces have been run down uh, through lack of investment and and that's not the fault of the 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 men and women of the army naval service and air corps it's just purely you know it's actually it flows from the peace process and the, the good friday agreement and what they call the peace dividend so we didn't feel the need to invest in our defense forces and as a consequence one of the outcomes is that we don't have medium or long-range aircraft that are capable of taking not just defense forces personnel but any irish citizens out of a, of a very hazardous environment and we saw that um, last August in Kabul, when we had to rely on the French and the Dane, other nationalities, to get um, our, our citizens uh, out of Kabul as it collapsed mm. under the Taliban, and so it's it's, yeah, well, it's it's an extension of that. Why, why do you think that there isn't as much political impetus to go and secure more aircraft to do that? I know the Department of Defence has been looking at acquiring more aircraft in the recent past, but one argument that you sometimes hear from political sources is that if they're seen to be buying more military aircraft, that those aircraft might in turn end up being repurposed as a government jet in the meantime when they're not involved in the deployment in and out. Well, yeah, I mean, this is puzzling to me. Now, there is, I have to say, the the high-level action plan 
on the implementation of the Commission on the Future of the Defence Forces. That's quite a mouthful. But Simon Coveney did announce in the budget a massive, I think the biggest investment plan in the Defence Forces in the history of the state. And that's happening in the context of the U- what's happening in Ukraine, but also in the context of what might happen on this island in the next 10 to 15 years. And as part of that, you know, they do plan to buy, you know, proper aircraft. But I'm, I'm puzzled at our politicians, my, fa- my fellow politicians, in that, you know, the government jet is a pretty old Learjet. Um, it has had some issues lately where the Taoiseach, in fact, I think was stranded in Brussels while they tried to get some old aircraft parts on. I think it might have been on Dundee or something like that. But, like, I, I would hesitate to get into an aircraft that old. And, you know, it's a tribute to the the the, the pilots and, and the cabin crew of our, of our aircraft that they, you know, our CASA maritime aircraft are some of the oldest I think they're the oldest CASA airframe uh, with the highest air miles on them, I think, anywhere in the world. So that investment is, is badly needed. Yeah, and so, so. But can I just pay tribute to reading Connor's piece? You know, there was a suggestion they might hire a car just to get out. I mean, that's bug out, get out of there, across the border into Rwanda or wherever. And, and, and I don't think, you know, that's a very, very hazardous situation, you know, when you mm. literally are fleeing. But it, according to Connor's piece, they had a, an SUV which they paid $27,000 for. And in the in the height of this uh, mayhem, they managed to sell it back to the dealer for $25,000. I think that's yeah, testament that's a... to, the, <laughs> to the ingenuity and the brave and the courage of our, of our of our people you know they're they're so unfortunately their their stories aren't told very often yeah. but i mean th- those officers whoever they were i mean i have to take that off to them yeah. to achieve that in the midst <laughs> of all that mayhem yeah. but and you know good value for the taxpayer but can i can i say though that this isn't unusual i mean when i was in lebanon of course there's an emergency evacuation plan and in in our case um, you know, and I, I'm, you know, it's it's a different set of s- scenario now. But our, in our case, it was to move south towards Israel. You know, basically to get over the border into Israel. So these kind of plans, and you know, we we would have taken all our weapons and serial numbered ordnance with us. You know, there was a, there was a kind of a priority of what you bring, and that's what those officers are faced with. You know, taking their personal weapons. Uh, automatic rifles and other equipment out so it's not unusual and um, the fact that it got to a consideration of a hire car is unfortunate now because we should have the aircraft capable of getting into a place like Goma and getting our people out uh, Tom Clonan thanks very much for talking to us this lunchtime that's Tom Clonan security analyst and member of Shannon Aaron and I suppose the takeaway message from all of that is that if Tom Clonan were ever to become Taoiseach you're probably going to be looking at a replacement to the government jet because as he says the, the one that we have has been uh, engulfed with some issues On the Record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.